home where families connect and memories are made. Find your new home with PenFed, a mortgage partner who brings confidence and value to your home buying experience. They offer low rates and no lender fees and can even help you find a real estate agent through their trusted partners. Let PenFed bring you home. Visit PenFed.org slash home or call 1-800-970-7766. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA, equal housing lender. Gary Hoffman. They gave him a five-minute standing ovation at the end. Shannon Farron. The bitch is insane. Gary and Shannon. Together, we will make America great again. You know it's fine. I go. KFI AM640 more stimulating talk. It is the Gary and Shannon show. Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. We were just having a heated discussion off air about the baby animal bracket. And a, the, a pretty intense anti pangolin faction is rearing its ugly head. And I'm a little annoyed by that because that's the point of a bracket. If you want to be anti pangolin, nominate a different animal. An unnamed board op, who I'll call Mrake Stone. That is your last name. Um, All right, President Trump is in the air as we speak. Steve Gregory is in San Diego as we speak. Steve Gregory for KFI News, KFI Radio Legend, by the way, I should mention. So, you're are you at the Wall site or are you you're at Miramar? I was just at the near the Wall site. They're not letting us get near the prototypes, but I was just down at a um, a pro Trump pro Wall rally, and now I'm headed into. Marine Corps Air Station, Miramar. I'm just a couple miles from there. So what? what's on the menu? He lands and he speaks to the assembled service members, or he lands and he motorcades to the beauty pageant for well, concrete? Well, <laughs> he's expected to land at around 1130 local time, and he'll probably address the troops then. He'll have a few words to say. Then he's supposed to get on a helicopter. He'll fly down to Brownfield, which is a municipal air airfield just near the border, actually. It's just a, a few hundred feet or a few hundred yards from the actual prototypes. And then he'll motorcade over to check out the eight prototypes. And then when he's done there, he'll helicopter back over to the air station, and then he'll make more comments before he gets on a plane at 3 o'clock to head up back to L.A. for a fundraiser. So then he goes, blah, 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 beautiful wall, phenomenal wall, greatest wall ever. He gets on Air Force One in at Miramar, and he comes up to apparently Santa Monica Airport, but evidently. But have have they even revealed that? They're being pretty tight-fisted on this. Yeah, you know, the, la- the last we heard was that uh, he'll go into Santa Monica and then he'll helicopter over to the uh, VA hospital, that field near the VA hospital, and then he'll motorcade over to the hotel. Oh, that's huge because that avoids Santa Monica Boulevard for, uh, what, like five miles or something. That's... Uh... That's actually pretty damn uh, courteous for, for 4 p.m. in Los Angeles. Well, they they learned that with one of the last time, uh, last visits of President Obama. Uh, they, they Before, what they were doing is they would land at LAX near the executive terminal, and then they would motorcade all the way up to 405, causing just wreaking this major Oh, my havoc. God, I know. 
And then they learned after a while, I think there was so much blowback from the traffic because it happened always in the middle of afternoon rush hour. So there was so much blowback that they, they had to get together with LAPD, and LAPD's like, listen, you guys, you know, we'll do whatever we can, but you've got to re- understand this is the worst rush hour in the, in the country. you got to do something. you got to help us. So they came up with these rolling closures where it's like, you know, he goes by and then back, you know, a couple hundred feet later, then they open the road. So they open it kind of right on the heels of the motorcade. And also keep in mind that he was mainly affecting Democrats. So I'm actually kind of surprised, <laughs> surprised that Trump has not suggested actually landing Air Force One directly on 405 and then leaving it there and then helicoptering up to Sepulveda Pass and then motorcading on Mulholland. Now, wouldn't that, you know, that would... <laughs> that would be funny to watch. I would. You know, can you imagine the outrage over that? I think. Uh, I think Governor Brown would call out the National Guard on that one. Um, and then, and also put a Patriot missile battery on Gwyneth Paltrow's <laughs> lawn, <laughs> and tr- Trump would say, "Hey, nas- national security." Only in Brian's world do I see uh, that. And then, so evidently, then Trump is actually spending the night in Beverly Hills. So there's not going to be a reverse motorcade at 11 p.m. or anything, I guess. No, I, I guess, and I'm not sure what time he departs uh, tomorrow, but uh, probably, I know. Probably 7.30 a.m. at the height of the morning commute. <laughs> the morning <laughs> the, the morning drive, exactly. But uh, so, and it's not clear how long he's going to spend down here at the border prototypes, the wall prototypes. It's not clear. Um, I mean, there's eight different styles, if you will, and apparently he's favoring one particular style that uh, it's got like a, uh, a Ballard kind of um, design at the bottom, where you can see through it. So it's got but, it's got breasts. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, do, do, go ahead. I was interrupting. Oh no, no, I didn't hear what you said. I I, I think they're called Ballards. There, the the bottom part of it, and then you can see through it, and the um, uh, then the top of it is solid. So there's an there's a place for the border agents to to look through. Apparently, a lot of the border agents have kind of unofficially chimed in with their favorite, and they kind of lean toward this one. And I was talking to a couple organizers from the, the pro-wall rally, and they also favor that design because you can see through it, and it's still enough to deter uh, people from trying to get over it. And then where it. where are the saltwater tanks for the sharks? The, wa- the what? The saltwater <laughs> tanks for the sharks. <laughs> uh, that I don't know that I'm... A- familiar with that design uh i just thought of the eight prototypes themselves that's what i thought you said i'm sitting there what is he talking about well they they uh, must they must not have read closely the uh the uh, request for uh for uh the rfps the request for proposal on this (laughs) the one that's got the elevated moat yes (laughs) (laughs) no that one uh you know it's funny because they won't let any of us get near it and i was not any i was not able to get to the one and only media event uh, where they allowed the, the press up uh, close and personal. But from the pictures I've seen, they're, they're, they're very interesting designs, and they come from all over the country, including one company that um, uh, submitted an Israeli design uh, based on walls in Israel. So it, it's going to be really interesting to see where it goes. And we've also been told that these there, there are the eight designs of these prototypes, and it's very possible and likely that Depending on the topography, or depending on you know the conditions of the of the area, that you may have one type of wall for you know 100 200 miles, then another type of wall for another 100 200 miles, 
that kind of thing. So. And, and this is not, he's not going to name a winner. He's just no, looking at this. No, this is not no, part no, of the no. event. He, he's just coming down for a progress report. And, you know, I, I mean, because he, he doesn't get to choose. It's going to be up to, uh, it's going to be up to Customs and Border Protection officials, uh, Army Corps of Engineers. It's gonna, there's going to be a lot of people at play here to decide that because it, they had to bring in a team from Florida. Uh, they were part of a team that went through to put those, all those prototypes through their paces. And drilling through it, running vehicles into it, lighting it on fire, explosives, trying to scale it, doing all kinds of tests on it just to see how impervious they are. So they are equally weighing uh, the bathing suit with the talent with the questions. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, see Gregory's on the scene. We'll check in with you uh, maybe this time next hour as he says Trump is circling. And he'll, apparently, so wheels down to approximately 1130? Correct. All right. Uh, Steve Gregory there in uh, the Southland, where KFI rules, by the way. So, uh, Steve, uh, stay safe, drink water. Take care, buddy. All right. um, There he goes. Well, we'll take a break, come back, and talk a little bit more about this and how our lieutenant governor is throwing a poopy. Your chance to win $1,000 is coming up. Brought to you by Cunning Detail Bleeding Gums. Call Cunning Detail for a free exam, 888-640-SMILE. Keep listening. KFI AM640. More stimulating talk. Gary and Shannon show. KFI and 644 Stimulating Talk, the Gary and Shannon Show, Brian Switch filling in. If you're looking to win some money, listen up, everybody. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. BILLS. So that means uh, if you're in the know, then uh, then you know what to do. Answer the phone, even if it's from a number that you don't recognize. Your next chance to win is next hour. You have a chance to win $1,000 once an hour, 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday here on KFI. So listen up for next hour. But in the meantime, answer the darn phone. Darn you. Darn you all to heck. Well, so, there, you know, keep in mind, Trump, uh, regardless of what Hollywood says out loud about Donald Trump, especially when he's close to, to, to their front yards, there, there are loads and loads and loads of people who are friends with Donald Trump who live in Hollywood. and and But but they tend to be transplants from the East Coast who now are making their living here in Los Angeles. And I, I heard a rumor from – there's a friend of mine who, who, who lives across the street from a very, very famous prominent animator slash director slash – movie star he he writes his own movies that he directs when he's not doing his animated series and right so anyway my friend's getting out of town for for business but he said the word is to get out of town because i was wondering what house in beverly hills would actually uh host trump because you would be a pariah in in that neighborhood and not only because, you know, there's going to be all these town cars there and people are going to be Ubering to it and the whole thing, but because it, it would, you'd be outing yourself as a, uh, as a Trumpolo. So who would actually do it? And I, I got someone gave me a heads up on that, that who would do it is a longtime friend of Trump's. And not only that, but Trump is spending the night in Beverly Hills and that tomorrow, prior to getting out, keep in mind, Trump is on East Coast time. So 5 a.m. is nothing to Trump. 5 a.m. is 8 a.m. to Trump. And that the the word is, and if, and I can, if I can be more specific later on before 2 p.m., I will, but but the, the word is that 
the the friend of Trump who not the guy who's hosting the dinner, but the longtime friend of Trump who is who you would know is going to take him to a famous deli in Beverly Hills tomorrow. And that the deli is being prepped for a you know presidential walkthrough at six a.m. or something like that. So that that would just be curious because because you know he is a man of the people. And when you're a man of the people, you go through a deli in Beverly Hills. And you just rub, rub elbows with with the randos, with uh, with the the salt of the earth. <clears throat> Speaking of salt of the earth, Gavin Newsom, and also uh, coming back here in a little bit. The uh, I don't know if the Democratic National Committee uh, President Tom Perez has a hotline to Hillary Clinton, but she effectively gave Trump his campaign commercial for 2020 yesterday. She was speaking to a Congress of Indian Americans about uh, about Indian success in America, and she broke down her reasons for not winning the presidential election as she sees it. So we'll, we'll play that for you here in, in just a second. But your lieutenant governor uh, is running for the governor of the state of California, and uh, he does these animations that he voices. This is this is him doing VO, as we say in the business, or voice over. And uh, so this is Gavin's anti-Trump screed, and I, I tweeted it out. It's a cute little animation, but it's mainly a series of ad hominem attacks and bad economics. It's official. Donald Trump finally worked up the nerve to visit California, bringing his fear of everything agenda with him. Let's get real. Donald Trump's border wall is a monument to idiocy, a 1,900-mile waste of taxpayer money that newsflash is impossible to complete. Rivers, mountains, tribal and private land, and countless other obstacles make the wall more like Swiss cheese than an insurmountable barrier. The wall will not secure our border. And- uh, by the way, a woman on a ladder with a baby on her back, uh, is uh, Trump jumps up and he knocks the ladder backwards. But there's a woman with a baby on her back trying to get over the Trump wall. In other words, she's, she's trying to cross illegally into the United States, but Trump knocks the ladder down. A wall will not secure our border, and Mexico is never going to pay for it. And then, by the way, and I don't know, Producer Nick, did you actually walk through, did you watch this entire thing? Did you notice that the president of Mexico, which is supposed to be Peña Nieto, he doesn't look like Peña Nieto. Do you see who it looks like? It looks a little like Gavin. It looks a lot like Gavin. He's got the ha- it was the hair. Totally yeah. the hair. That's got what the, I thought, got too. The, got the Gordon Gecko hair yeah. and his uh, defiant stance, but it doesn't look like, uh, and what's his name, in, in Enrique, Enrique uh, Peña Nieto. But so anyway, Trump hands Peña Nieto a, a bill, and Peña Nieto tears it up. Mexico is never going to pay for it. Now Trump is trying to turn ICE into his own personal army of hate you by heard more that. than doubling arrest. You heard that right. A federal law enforcement agency, Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Yeah, you get out of here. Here goes Shannon. Uh, is is a personal army of hate. So if you're a federal law enforcement agent in ICE, you thought you were in a federal agency. No, you're an army of hate. Trump is trying to turn ICE into his own personal army of hate by more than doubling arrests of non-criminal immigrants. So we'll be back. Does he think that if you're on the fence about Gavin Newsom, this is this is what makes you jump on the other side? We'll uh, I'll play the the, the big uh, economic epiphany uh, on in this one, uh, unless you're actually an economist, and this won't make sense when we come back. Gavin and uh, and Hillary providing Trump some commercials, some fodder for 2020. Back right after this, it is the Gary and Shannon show. Brian Suit filling in KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. <laughs>
640, more stimulating talk. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Tinsley in for Gary and Shannon. And uh, a reboot of Weekend at Bernie's happening in India. A private visit by Hillary Clinton uh, provides some uh, embarrassing uh, footage uh, for, for uh, Hillary. But anyway, back, back to Gavin Newsom. Now, as background, you'll recall, and, and economists will, uh, will point this out, that uh, the change in the way the pattern of illegal immigration occurred in, in the mid-'80s when, when amnesty was, uh, was, was first provided means that more and more illegal aliens come here and stay here as opposed to the way it used to be where they would come as families uh, and they would work in orchards in Washington and then Oregon and then California as the fall went on, and then they, they would go back home for six months with a lot of cash. And obviously that was a symbiotic relationship. Everybody benefited, but it benefited because they went back home uh, to, to Mexico. And there was a time in California when a roofer or a drywaller, a blue-collar worker, could pay for a house and send his kids, kids to college. Blue-collar jobs in California were, were livable wages. They were not minimum wage. But what happened? Well, there, there was a flood of cheap labor. What do you think happens when there's a flood of cheap labor? Wages are driven down. Did, did anyone pay attention in Economics 101? Uh, well, evidently, one uh, baseball player at Santa Clara Univers- University, but is it Santa Clara State or, or University UC, UC Santa Clara? I forgot. Uh, anyway, uh, Gavin Newsom, or Lieutenant Governor, apparently, was busy throwing uh, batting practice at that point because um, he has a problem with deporting illegal aliens. It's official. Donald Trump finally I'm going sorry, to pay for now, it. Now, now, so, again, this is his, the animation that he put up. This is his argument for why you should vote for him as governor. Trump is trying to turn ICE into his own personal army of hate. So ICE is the army of hate, and now ICE starts splitting apart families. Men and women are being torn apart by two different ICE agents. By more than doubling arrests of non-criminal immigrants. Trump is using ICE to tear apart families and pursuing a strategy experts call cruel, unjust. And, and then, by the way, in the background... Trump stands up and snaps his fingers in front of a banner that says, Make America White Again. In pursuing a strategy experts call cruel, unjust, and economic suicide. Deporting 11 million undocumented immigrants would take away 5% of our country's workforce. Ah, so you're saying that uh, if they were deported, there would be a 5% shortage in either low-skill or construction-skilled jobs. What do you think that would do for wages, Gavin? Rents would take away 5% of our country's workforce okay. and cost yeah. taxpayers more than $400 billion. We can't- and again, he denies the cost of illegal aliens, even here in California, saying that somehow uh, that, that somehow losing 5% of the workhouse, workforce would cost $400 billion, as opposed to raising wages, uh, reducing unemployment of American citizens, who now are making a wage and paying taxes. So anyway, his, he's, he's as much of an economic genius as the actual governor, Jerry Brown. Billion dollars. We can't let this small, scared bully hurt our economy by terrorizing innocent people. Together, let's keep pushing his hate out of our state. Get out, hate. So there you go. And then his Roaring Bear logo. So again, th- this is not designed for people who uh, can be swayed by a rational argument. These are people who are already going to vote for Gavin Newsom. That's that's how that works. Um, that's how it works for uh, for Gavin. So, m- meanwhile, at the other end, and, and again, this is where I, I'm not. I don't want to do the Democrats' jobs f- for them. But I, I was saying this two years ago when the way the Democrats reacted when when Trump became the nominee, 
the way they reacted virtually guaranteed that he would be elected. They they did as much for Trump as as Trump did. I mean, you could have simply taken some of the uh, quotes from Hillary and run them in commercials. And in fact, she shot herself in the foot with bucket of deplorables, or was it sustainable basket? I forgot, but it was bucket of deplorables. Sustainable basket. Sustainable <laughs> woven basket. Yes, made of reeds. Oh man! Have you heard of it, or do you just go and do you, do you buy grocery bags, or do you bring your own every time? I'm a jerk. I I pay the ten cents for the plastic oh, bags. How, how many polar bears have choked on those? Because a few. Wait they, a second. I reuse them. I don't just throw them away. I reuse them as other things. Oh well, that's what I was asking. Yeah. Do you bring uh, well, like as, no, no, what no. Do you no. Mean I don't bring things? them to the grocery store. Like parachutes. No, I no, just you know, garbage, other garbage bags, or well, if carry it, stuff to if it from Hillary, my car. if Hillary had said sustainable basket of deplorables, probably it would have had far less impact. But she said she had to say bucket of deplorables. So again, here in twenty eighteen, and, and by the way, some of the footage for the Trump, just keep this in mind, all of all of you Trump haters, as as you're putting on your padded pants and you're getting your gas masks for later on today, whatever you do today, on on Sunset or Wilshire or any wherever his route goes from the VA to this fundraiser, whatever you do is going to be in a Trump commercial. Because do you understand that the people who voted for Trump overwhelmingly think everybody in California is, you know, three sheets, uh, two arrows short of a quiver, okay? They already think that you're a coastal elite nutbag and and that uh, you're coddling illegal aliens. And they also think that most of you are illegal aliens. And you're going to go there and try to block his motor, motorcade. And by the way, here's a pro tip for you protest organizers for approximately 3 p.m. today on Santa Monica. If one of your party is literally waving a Mexican flag, you might want to have them roll that baby up. Because, man, if I were a Trump campaign manager and I saw footage of people waving Mexican flags on the lawn of the Veterans Administration of the United States of America, that would be front and center on my next commercial. Um, either that or Hillary Clinton in India. Uh, so uh, we'll play that for you when we come back. But um, I'm, I am predicting tear gas, tear gas by 4 p.m., an LAPD tack alert, and arrests. I'm saying arrests. And and you know what? People will scream as they're getting arrested as well. But it's all it's all going to happen. It's been building up for a year. Trump hasn't come here for a reason. I think the reason he has not come up here is to let this build to critical mass because he needs footage for his re-election campaign. And you morons are going to fall right into his hands. Back right after this, it's the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in a KFI AM640 more stimulating talk. Istanbul was Constantinople. Now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Old Constantinople still is Turkish delight on a moonlit night. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. We just found out that a member of the KFI family is going to go on vacation to uh, Istanbul. So we, we he's uh, whoever it is the unnamed person is uh, soliciting travel tips. So if you want to uh, reply at Dark Secret Place, uh, my travel tip to Turkey is uh, that uh, it is safe. You're fine in Istanbul. You're absolutely fine. You can wear shorts. Yeah, women should probably wear pants. But it's if you don't leave Istanbul, you're you're fine. 
my one pro tip for going to Turkey that I just passed on to the unnamed interim uh, individual uh, is l- literally don't make fun of any of the statues. It is it is not an obscure law. It's a often enforced law in Turkey. You cannot mock statues, especially if it's a statue of Kemal Ataturk, the founder of modern-day Turkey. But as an American, there's one really funny feature of every one of those statues. Whenever that individual, Ataturk, is on a horse, for some reason the Turks feel the need to emphasize the uh, the horse's virility, shall we say, or something. And uh, Flaccid target. It's, and it, I, you're, you have a couple, and you're looking at, you're taking pictures of the statue, and you can't help but notice that uh, it's like Rex, the five-legged horse. But How it, big? It's a quick way to spend an hour in a police station. So anyway, heads up uh, to uh, unnamed KFI family member. Don't, uh, don't do that. That's my advice. Uh, all right, so if Hillary Clinton was being paid to provide fodder for a Trump re-election commercial, she could not do any better than what she did in India yesterday. It's a uh, she was in uh, uh, New Delhi, not Mumbai. And I, that's my favorite Larry King question: When did it become Mumbai? It's always been Bombay. You can you can still call your gin Bombay though. You don't have to call it Mumbai. So she's in New Delhi at this like Indian American reach out TED talky kind of thing. And so everyone in the audience, as most people do in, in India, speaks English. And, and Hillary is, is is talking about what segments of America she won and who it was that voted for Trump. So, again, if you're a Trump campaign official and you need audio, because, yes, in guess what? In 2020, Trump will still be running against Hillary Clinton. Whoever the Democratic nominee is, uh, he'll still be running against Hillary Clinton. So, you just can't do better than these 45 seconds. If you look at the map of the United States, there's all that red in the middle where Trump won. I win the coasts. I win, you know, Illinois and Minnesota, places like that. But what the map doesn't show you is that I won the places that represent two-thirds of America's gross domestic product. So I won the places that are optimistic, diverse, dynamic, moving forward, and his whole campaign, Make America Great Again, was looking backwards. You know, you didn't like black people getting rights. You don't like women, you know, getting jobs. You don't want to, you know, see that Indian American succeeding more than you are. Whatever your problem is, Pander. I'm going to solve it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it doesn't get more pandery than this. Women, you know, getting jobs. You don't want to, you know, see that Indian American succeeding more than you are. Whatever your problem is, I'm going to solve it. Yes, you Indian Americans. And let me just reiterate my full-throated support for your gambling establishments, by golly. So that is, um, I I mean, do you hear a word of that that you wouldn't want to put in a uh, commercial? She went on to say, I hope that more people learn about Turkey. And that confused everyone. But uh, so again, hear 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 this out. See where you fall into this. Of course, we're coastal elites, so we don't count. And and we all know that if you're a Republican and you even check the box in 2016 for who was president, and you're in California, you know that you literally just wasted that wrist movement in in doing that because you know where the hell you are. But meanwhile, for Wisconsin, which she didn't visit, she did not visit Wisconsin. During her campaign, 
But for that huge and, – and by the way, if you're a liberal in Michigan, how, how do you like learning this, that you're now in a giant red bubble? If you look at the map of the United States, there's all that red in the middle where Trump won. I win the coasts. I win, you know, Illinois and Minnesota, places like that. But what the map doesn't show you is that I won the places that represent two-thirds of America's gross domestic product. So I won the places that are optimistic, diverse, dynamic, moving forward, and his whole campaign, Make America Great Again, was looking backwards. Yeah, so that's obviously that would be news to Texas, which continues to have one of the largest growth rates, uh, people moving in, um, and, and, uh, sales tax. They don't have a state income tax, so they me- the metric is sales tax. So that would be that would be news to all the tech businesses moving to Texas, by the way, uh, fleeing California. And, and even within this state, the bluest blue part is hemorrhaging high tech, the bluest blue part of this state, which I suppose you could say would be the very top of Knob Hill in San Francisco and then going down to Silicon Valley. They are fleeing. They're they're leaving. And and part of the reason is because th- this state has become so double tiered that there is a tier. Never, never mind what Bernie says about the American economy. The model of it, the caricature is right here in California. You have a tier of ultra high earning tech and entertainment industry and uh, financial industry, very, very wealthy people. You have, as Schwarzenegger pointed out, 1% of the state paying 50% of the state tax revenue. And then you have the other 99% paying the other 50%, if, if you do pay state taxes at all. And and so you get this third world disparate economic spread here in California. No one ever addresses that. Gavin won't talk about that. He'll talk about the income gap in the rest of the country but not the income gap here in California, which the income gap in California has far more to do with ancient Egypt than it does with a modern capitalist economy. Far, far more. Either you're the pharaoh or you're one of the pharaoh's leg humpers or you're over there making bricks. That, and that's California. And that's because we've allowed a unlimited stream of cheap labor to come in. We used to not be ancient Egypt. We used to be sort of, um, well, sort of uh, a, a high-tech agrarian America. People forget that we are the nation's, you know, the fruit, everything is grown in the Central Valley. But we don't, we don't talk about that anymore. Uh, we'll be back right after this. Uh, we will also, uh, we'll give you some, some early leaders here on the baby animal bracket for Gary and Shannon. If it is an infant animal and it's cute or even if it's not cute, <laughs> Go to the Gary and Shannon page at KFIAM640.com. I'm still pulling for baby pangolin. No way. It is cute. No way. Sorry that it has armor scales, but it's cute. And uh, we'll we'll revisit this here in just a second. KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. M640 more stimulating talk. It is the Gary and Shannon show. Brian suits in here until 2 p.m. when the entire S show starts to happen. The rain comes in. The Trump comes in. Uh, the only good news for those of you thinking that you're actually going to affect policy by blocking Trump's motorcade is that at least your uh, your tears will wash away the tear gas as well as some of the rain. So you got that uh, coming for you. But I'll give you more pro tips. If you want to appear 
in a Trump re-election campaign commercial. And I can only assume that you do if you're going to protest him when he's in Westwood. Yeah, going to a fundraiser. Then I'll give you some pro tips on how to uh, guarantee you make it into a commercial probably played in Iowa in, the, in about a year. You, who knows? You, uh, you, you might have your viral moment. Uh, we'll talk about the, uh, the latest out of the spy poisoning in the U.K. It's a much bigger story than you're, you're seeing on the news. But then again, of course, why, why would it be bigger? Because Rex Tillerson was fired. And I, I tweeted out last night around, around 10 p.m. when uh, Rex Tillerson made a statement uh, supporting Prime Minister Theresa May saying that it was, in all probability, a uh, Russian assassination in, uh, of, uh, or a, uh, I'm sorry, assassination attempt that was made last Sunday in, uh, in, in Britain, in Salisbury, Britain. Uh, the, the, my only reaction was, what a spectacular way to resign. And that was about eight hours ago. And uh, let me let me find it for you verbatim. Um, all right. It was this Zeke Miller aboard a U.S. government aircraft and the uh, Zeke Miller, AP State Department uh, spokesman. I mean, a reporter. He said this. Tillerson says ex-spies poisoning in U.K. quote clearly came from Russia and it will trigger a response. Close quote. And my response was what a spectacular way to resign. And eight hours later, he's fired. And the the reason uh, he was fired was because Tillerson has been about 10 to 20 degrees off keel uh, from the Trump administration for the last couple months. Yesterday, Sarah Huckabee Sanders um, made a statement during the White House press briefing that was not a full-throated support and confirmation that the findings out of Britain were, uh, were concurred by the United States intelligence community, though they are, in fact. Theresa May, the uh, the British uh, Prime Minister, uh, yesterday she said, "We are uh, our intelligence agencies and scientific community are now of one mind that the poison used to attempt to kill this man, former Russian spy Sergei Skripal, and his daughter, originated in Russia." And so, and this is what she said: that until uh, that Moscow has till midnight tonight. To either account for why it was used to attempt to assassinate the guy or have they lost track of their own stockpiles. She gave Moscow two choices, that there's only two possibilities. And so Tillerson is was on Greenwich Mean Time, and he didn't consult with the White House. The White House came out and said that uh, there there is developing evidence, and the British have reached a conclusion the United States has not seen the uh, confirmation or con- confirmatory evidence, uh, and so we are not prepared to make that same statement, which was shocking because when the British came down and said, <clears throat> absolutely positively, this is what this stuff is, the uh, United States usually says, whatever you say, whatever, ever since the Falklands, it's ever since the end of World War II, except for 1956, the Suez Crisis. Otherwise, when Britain says, this is a hybrid of VX gas that only exists in Russian arsenals, period. Russian intelligence arsenals. And our entire intelligence community is of one mind on this. That's what it is. The U.S. usually says, absolutely, whatever you say is true. You, you say you own the Falklands, we agree. Argentina is a longtime ally, but F them. 
You guys are the United Kingdom. You're you're England. We're we're on your side on this one. We are picking a side, and it's you. You're going to win back the Falklands. That's how we are. I mean that that got kinetic. That was we picked a side in a war in 1982. And so now for the White House to come out and sort of him and haw was a bit unusual. But for the Secretary of State to not be on the same page was way unusual, and it cost him his job. And there was the word that the guy was on his way out anyway for the last couple months. Uh, A friend of mine on Twitter pointed out that he's kind of glad Rex Tillerson is gone because Rex Tillerson always looked right through the TV screen at him as if he had disappointed him somehow. He was always a bit of a scold. Uh, The Onion had two great headlines this morning. One of them was, um, fired Secretary of State, surprised to find out he still worked for the Department of State. Then the next headline was, Last adult in Trump administration, nicknamed Mad Dog. So there we go. I don't know that Rex Tillerson was that adult. And to be dead honest with you, um, I, I think it was a flawed pick from, from the get-go. I don't understand why he took the job, and I don't know who nominated him. And, I mean, I, I thought Trump went back 20 years with the dude. I, I had no clue. I didn't know that Trump barely knew him. And someone said, uh, Rex Tillerson, the ex-CEO of uh, Exxon. He's been around the world. He's cut deals uh, in Moscow. He's uh, he's thick as thieves with uh, Russian natural gas, the whole thing. Well, a lot of good that did. I mean, he, he, he did not seem up to speed on a bunch of crucial things. Like, if you're unaware of this, there's kind of a looming crisis in the South China Sea. China actually thinks it's theirs just because it's called the South China Sea. It's not the South Oregon Sea. It's the South China Sea. Um, Tillerson, not very familiar on that, but, but I will say, yeah, at least he was a quick learner. <clears throat> he, he, uh, he was, he was read up on things. Also the state department, if you don't know this, there's a bunch of crucial ambassadorships that haven't been filled. Some of them are being held up by, uh, by Congress, but some of them are fast tracked like, Oh, I don't know. Ambassador to South Korea. That'd be kind of handy right now, but that has been unfilled for a year and a half. Uh, speaking of unfilled, the baby the baby animal uh, brackets are up at KFIAM640.com, Gary and Shannon Page. And again, I'm, not that I'm trying to put my thumb on the scale, but if you've never seen a baby pangolin, and I really wonder if Monica Rick really, really, truly has. No, I definitely Googled images of a baby pangolin. I don't think it's cute. I think you're trying to sway the vote. P- I- P-A-N-G-O-L-I-N? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. We're on the same page. I'll, yeah. t- I'll tweet oh. out a picture. Oh, we're definitely on the same page. Oh, yeah, but, I think, I... Uh, but I think a baby seal is much cuter. A uh, a uh, hedgehog one last year. So no one can say. Oh, I thought it was a baby giraffe. Are we sure? Did it? Uh, let's ask uh, Blake. Hey, what one last year? A baby giraffe or wasn't that the year before? That was a baby giraffe. Last year? Yes, that beat I think the hedgehog. Done it. I think we've only done it one time. Oh, and wait. I believe we determined that it was probably because uh, L.A. Zoo got that baby giraffe born. But like, the, the right por- around that the time. porcupine slash hedgehog was in the final four, right? Wasn't it? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Well, that's, it's in the same wheelhouse as a penguin. No, no. It's it's prickly, but it's cute. Penguin's much uglier. Uh, will hey, don't influence the uh, the bracket. Your chance to win $1,000 is coming up. Brought to you by Cunning Dental Bleeding Gums. Call Cunning Dental for a free exam, 888-640-SMILE, 888-640-SMILE. Keep listening. Uh, we'll talk with Steve Gregory. He's down at Miramar Marine Corps Air Station. The uh, Air Force One is about 15 minutes away from uh, landing. 
And then the uh, Great Wall Beauty Pageant will commence. KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Seeds filling in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Climb the streets and I found my way over. You know it's raining. Money. If you're looking to win some money, listen up. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword cash to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's cash to 200-200. Data. Answer the phone even if it's from a number you don't recognize. Your next chance to win is next hour. Uh, you have a chance to win $1,000 once an hour, 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday, and we are waiting for Air Force One to land at Miramar Marine Career Station. And depending on uh, Steve Gregory's schedule, we'll uh, uh, catch up with him in a in a bit and um, take the president's remarks. Uh, we're a little caught on the back foot here because Rex Tillerson flew back from Africa last night. You know, over the hours he was fired. Three hours ago, three or four hours ago, uh, by the president, Mike Pompeo being named as the uh, new secretary of state and a uh, longtime deputy of his and, and career CIA uh, uh, operative and worker and administrator. Now it's going to be is the uh, nominated uh, person to head the CIA. And there will be a uh, we'll get into that here in a little bit. But, but anyway, Rex Tillerson was on the screen, and we, I kept looking up. There's Rex Tillerson. But the story has been on, on the news all morning long, and then we realize that he is live. And I'm, I'm trying to think, has, has there been a secretary of state who was uh, fired and then given a, a, a goodbye address? Because that's effectively what he did, was he got up there and he thanked everybody and all the hard work, you know, and the whole thing. It was a fairly forgettable uh, address. It was it was pretty boilerplate. Didn't, you know, it's been a, the greatest honor of his life to serve as Secretary of State, and he has uh, attempted through his good hard work to you know travel to this many dozen countries and the whole thing. Uh, otherwise, it was fairly forgettable, to be dead honest with you. And, and then he said, "I now return to private life," and the whole thing. I don't know. He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who has a book in him. I think <clears throat> I think Rex, Rex Tillerson. Just wants to get the hell back to his ranch in Texas and never talk about this period of his life again, this year and a half of his life again. Uh, and, and recall, he was not exactly the red hot to trot secretary of state that, that most were. I mean, John John Kerry was lobbying to be secretary of state. I mean, he was absolutely, uh, you know, I'm surprised Hillary doesn't have John Kerry's footprints on her back. He couldn't wait to be Secretary of State uh, enough. Rex Tillerson, remember when he took the job, he talked about how his wife was trying to talk him out of it. and uh, Or no, I'm sorry, his wife had to talk him into it. That's what it was. His wife had to sit him down and say, you understand this is kind of a big deal and it's a great honor, you know, and the whole thing. So uh, anyway, a year and a half later, um, just hours after showing some daylight between himself and the White House, uh, he uh, is fired. And and here here's the other deal, <clears throat> is that um, if you can't execute and support the president of the United States foreign policy, then you privately express your differences with the president. And apparently, even for a secretary of state, this the, this president is hard to to uh, to get some face time with. 
if that continues and if the policies continue or if the president is making statements that undercut or contradict his own policies and you cannot execute that foreign policy anymore, you resign. That's how it's always worked in in that gentleman's department. That's always been the gap between the State Department and the CIA is that the CIA does wet work. The CIA gets their hands, they get liquid on their hands. The State Department does not. State Department assumes the best in all human beings. And gentlemen, gentlemen from the Ivy League uh, are, in, are in the State Department. And so if you don't like a policy or a result, you, you quit. The mo- most famous one is in the aftermath of the debacle in Iran, the Jimmy Carter Desert One debacle. While we're negotiating with the Iranians to return our hostages who were illegally uh, imprisoned, the Secretary of State, Cyrus Vance, didn't know about the military option, and he was not consulted. And so when we woke up and there were the bodies of eight Americans in a desert in Iran and the raid had failed, Cyrus Vance's biggest insult was that he wasn't consulted. He resigned from the Jimmy Carter government. So if Rex Tillerson had this feeling with Trump, he should have resigned. And so <clears throat> no matter no matter what, you you are thinking about, well, Tillerson was the adult in the administration and the whole thing. Bottom line, he worked for the White House. And if he didn't like those policies uh, or, or he was not apprised of what the White House talking points were about VX gas in, in, in Britain, then he should have shut up. But he did not. And he expressed a position – that is not the American government's position. As wrong as Sarah Huckabee in the White House is about this, as, as much as it breaks tradition to not immediately support the British on something where they told us we are absolutely mortal lock positive that this is Russian VXS or a hybrid of it. Instead, to express a little bit of doubt, regardless, that's American policy. What comes out of the White House is policy, and that's just that. And you don't get to fly home from Nigeria and say, well, you know, the State Department happens to agree with Britain. No, it doesn't. The State Department agrees with the White House. And if his staff didn't watch that press conference, and that's their fault, and they don't even have to because they get the directives, they get the guidance from the White House. And so he had the guidance, but he still went off the reservation. And you just don't do that. You never, ever go against the family. Am I right? We'll be back right after this. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. It is Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. And we'll get back to the uh, the ultimatum that the Theresa May, Prime Minister Britain, has given Vladimir Putin to fess up or explain why a nerve gas that only uh, exists in Russia's arsenal winds up poisoning people in Great Britain last Sunday. But uh, it is wheels down. The president has hit the ground at Miramar Marine Corps Air Station. Steve Gregory is still wheels down at uh, Miramar. You're back at Miramar now, right? Yeah, I'm here at Miramar. Just checked in with the press table, stepped off to the side so I could talk to you. But, uh, yeah, we're getting ready to escort us into the, the hangar where they typically store F-18s, but they cleared out the F-18s for us. And the president, they were showing the president walk towards a, you know, one of the the Black Hawk presidential helicopters that are in the same paint scheme that that uh, that dark, you know, that gloss olive and white 
Right. So he is he he's going to speak to service members first and then go down there, or is he heading towards uh, well, the wall we're told now? He's gonna, we're told he's going to make some some comments, nothing official, that he's probably going to talk because no civilians um, are in the greeting party, I'm told. It's going to be all military officials, including, you know, the general of the base and the commander of the base. And those types of folks are going to be the ones that are in the greeting party. As soon as he talks to them... He's going to shake some hands, and then he gets on Marine One, where he goes down to uh, Brown Airfield, and then he motorcades over to the border wall prototypes. Yeah. Uh, and then he'll make his more formal comments when he comes back, uh, which is scheduled for 2 p.m. So yeah, so you will you will not accompany him down to the uh, the wall thing, but he'll come back and probably make some remarks. Well, I guess he's going to make some remarks there, right? Or is he just going to nod and cross his arms and all that? We're not sure because they they only allowed a very small handful of media, uh, basically a White House press pool, for the border visit, and uh, we're not sure he's going to make any comments on record. Uh, it's we're told it's probably going to be more like B-roll, just some video footage of him walking around, and he'll probably talk to the head of the Border Patrol, the head of Customs and Border Protection, and then uh, when he comes back, then that's when we're told his formal comments will be at two. Uh, all right, then we'll uh, check back in with you. I guess when he's back at Miramar, we'll monitor Fox and all that, and see him there at the uh, the beauty pageant for for uh, for concrete walls. And uh, <laughs> and we'll just it's going to be a momentous day. I can't wait for him to get back to Santa Monica. Right, and if we don't get a chance to talk after everything happens today, I'll chat with you tomorrow. All right, we oh we will, we will chat. <laughs> uh, all right, Steve. Um, Thank you. All right, so uh, Javier Becerra, our Attorney General, is on Fox right now with Dana Perino. He's in L.A. Let's let's just check in with what the uh, inane statement trying he's to commit making. Crimes in this country and doesn't belong here. They're wrong in saying that we're getting in their way. We're simply telling them that they have the right, as the federal government, to enforce immigration laws. They don't have the right to tell the state of California that it must use its law enforcement officers at locally and at the state to do the job for them. And we respect that they want to do immigration enforcement. They have to do immigration enforcement, but they don't have the right to tell us to do it for them. That's the that's the whole crux of this case is we don't no, get in their not. way to do immigration enforcement so long as they abide by the Constitution. They can't get in our way to do public safety under the Constitution. Well, what, and what is your that position, sir, on the Oakland mayor um, that when she gave the alert this to some of her Becerra, citizens the there in Oakland that there was going to be an ice California, formerly known as um, Xavier the Becerra General at Stanford Law School. Uh, Jeff Sessions thought this was absolutely out of order. Your position on that? Well, we just heard today that the ICE spokesperson there in San Francisco has quit his job because of the misrepresentations by the folks at the Department of Justice and Homeland Security portraying the ICE actions. And so I think really uh, Attorney General Sessions, uh, the Department of Homeland Security, ICE Director Homan have to explain themselves because they apparently were misrepresenting the facts. The yes, actual I that was... truth that we have in California is that we here are trying to protect people from crime. We respect huh? that the federal government has the role of trying to enforce immigration laws, and we allow them to do that. What about then, um, uh, that will be disputed, I guess, by uh, James Schwab was the um, spokesperson who resigned from ICE, and it was regarding some of the numbers but of people that they thought that they could But you're not going to help criminal aliens get deported. Ask you Is one that last right question. there? You wrecked them? Many, I mean, you really destroyed them. what you think about there. your chances in court. I know that you've tried to this move the Perino case from Fox. Sacramento to um, San Francisco. 
uh, in regards to this lawsuit with the United States government. And I wonder why you've tried to do that and if you think you would be any more successful in this case, given that it, during the Obama administration, the Obama administration is very successful getting the Supreme Court to tell Arizona that it could not do its own thing on immigration. So why should California be any different? So first, Dana, uh, we believe that the uh, current case that we have on very similar issues uh, that already is pending in San Francisco is a pr proper place to litigate the second case. You shouldn't have two cases very similar lit litigated by two, di two different federal courts virtually next to each other. And so it, it makes sense to consolidate the cases. But okay. secondly, to the point about the, the crux of the case, mm -hmm. uh, in California, we are, our laws, our state laws are not in conflict with federal law. They work in concert with federal laws. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, a, a proof that we let the federal government enforce the law. All right. But what we're <clears> I haven't eaten breakfast that. yet, and that's probably a good thing. So, well, we'll take a break. Okay, okay again, this is the guy. Th this is the son of a bitch who said that if you, a California employer, are informed by ICE that they will be there tomorrow at 8 a.m., and you do not warn your employees, you've broken the law. That's this guy. This guy's coming for you. And he just claimed with a straight face that he's not interfering in any way with federal authority. But you, the private employer in California, the private businessman in California, if ICE calls you and says, hey, on the down low, we're going to be there tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., and you don't inform your employees, you don't take a proactive action to interfere with federal law enforcement, you've broken a California law. So good luck. Good luck. That's Javier Becerra, your attorney general. And, and he's here to protect Californians. We'll be back right after this. Because, of course, if you physically exist here, regardless of your legal right to be here, you're a Californian. Back right after this. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Sid filling in. KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. <laughs> Stimulating talk. Uh, a development. We, we, we were going to talk to Andrew Mullenbeck today because the arraignment of Isaiah de Jesus Valencia was going to happen today. The accused uh, cop killer in Pomona on Friday night, the, uh, the killer of uh, Pomona police officer Casillas. And um, so he was. Oh, okay, so he was charged. Uh, yeah, so uh, the actual arraignment. And, and this is kind of the news here. I mean, because I, I just see a confluence of circumstantial evidence that perhaps L.A. County, uh, whoever runs law enforcement in L.A. County, I mean, I know they don't run the courts, but per. I don't know if uh, Jackie Lacey or the L.A. County Prosecutor's Office, uh, um, if, if uh, they pay attention to who's in town, but Trump landed 30 minutes ago. The, the cop killer from Friday night in Pomona, Isaiah de Jesus Valencia, his arraignment has been delayed till May 1st. Man accused of fatally shooting a Pomona police officer and seriously wounding another was formally charged today with capital murder and multiple counts of attempted murder. He was scheduled to appear in a Pomona courtroom for the first time, but the hearing was continued to May 1. I mean, the point that I'm going to make here <clears throat> and uh, I, I, the facts that I will state, and you can put together whatever 
conclusion you want uh, are that I, I and this is not a, I guess we it, this is not a fact. This is just I, I, so I shouldn't say that. If his status was citizen or landed immigrant, I believe we would have heard that by now. That would have been part of his vitals that we would have had by Monday and at least here by Tuesday. That's watching the cycle in California of how crimes occur and then we discover what the immigration status of the individual is. Um, it's usually uh, we'll get back to you. We're looking in on it for for the first 24 to 48 hours. We're now out of those 48 hours. And while it's outrageous that a guy who discharged a gun in a school zone and, and did multiple other felonies was out after a year, that's that's a Prop 47 thing. That's a completely different deal. So existentially, should he have been ripping around Pomona recklessly on Friday night? I'd rather that the guy who discharged the gun in the school zone did, at least did his five years, but he didn't. And so that's that's on Prop 47 there. But beyond that, should he have ever physically existed in this country to fire a gun in the school zone? Well, we don't know that yet. And we know how the news works here in L.A. But the longer we don't know that, the more likely a conclusion is. And, and I, I will backstroke this. If it turns out that sometime on Sunday they announced that the guy was a, a U.S. citizen, a naturalized citizen, a landed immigrant, whatever, I'll, I'll walk it back. I'm just saying that in my observation, in uh, more than a decade of Los Angeles criminal justice and law enforcement, in, in, in fact, let's expand that to California law enforcement and criminal justice, there is that pattern where some might say the information is shielded. And you would never want to shield that information more than right now with with the uh, the guy who just came into the country and is at Miramar Marine Corps Air Station. I mean, can you imagine if if you're a elected official of the Democratic flavor, say like a county prosecutor um, <clears throat> or a county sheriff of Los Angeles County, and you have a police officer Friday night dead at the hands of an illegal alien? And your worst nightmare is Trump flying into town. Because you've already got Jameel Shaw Sr., who's haunting Los Angeles. And the ghosts of the Bologna family in San Francisco. You know, and now Kate Steinle. You've already got that to deal with. And there's and you know, you, because we we know how Democrats love victims. So you can't you can't sit there and denounce Jameel Shaw Sr., the poster boy for criminal alien crime. And, and and then and then we just heard Javier Becerra say that his number one job is protecting Californians. Well, LA County didn't call ICE when Jamil Shaw Jr.'s killer got out of Men's Central. Okay, and San Francisco literally served a twenty year old marijuana possession warrant to Texas to get Kate Steinle's killer in San Francisco. And they scholarshiped him. They flew him there. And Gavin Newsom protected Edwin Ramos in San Francisco, right up to the point where that MS-13 teenager opened up with a real AK-47 on the Bologna family. And so never mind the Prop 47 stuff. Can you imagine a more perfect storm than this? 
Friday night, Pomona loses a young police officer. The guy shouldn't have been out except for Prop 47. Should have been actually there in jail. He's arraigned. Trump flies in on Tuesday. And we still don't know what the status of Valencia is. We don't know if he's here on a visa, naturalized, or he was born here. We don't know. And we don't know if he's illegal. We, we still don't know. The, the, the argument I would make is, if you're Jackie Lacey, if you're L.A. County prosecutor, elected position, if you're Sheriff McDonald, elected position, I think you would be pushing that information out that Mr. Valencia is a legal resident of the United States of America or U.S. citizen. I think you, we'd be seeing that. And, and by the way, <clears throat> let me correct something that we've had on the record here on KFI. We have no indication that Valencia served in the U.S. military. None. None. There's nothing on his Facebook to indicate that he was never anything except a junior ROTC guy in Pomona. Nothing about the U.S. military. You can join the U.S. military as a foreigner if you are here on legal status. If you have a green card, you can join. Okay? You can go into junior ROTC the day you walk in here from Guatemala or Belgium. There's nothing preventing an illegal alien from being in JROTC. The pictures on Valencia's Facebook page are junior ROTC. They are not the U.S. military. So let me just put that on the record. We were running, an, uh, we were running a, uh, a, a news story yesterday that was incorrect. That's incorrect. We don't know. There's no service record of Isaiah DeJesus Valencia in the U.S. military. Uh, we'll be back right after this. The Gary and Shannon Show, Brian Suit filling in KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. With a Forty more stimulating talk. We are only hours away from tear gas, ultimatums, and possible sex videotapes involving the president of the United States. Wait. Yeah. And that means it's time for what's trending. Time for what's happening. Thank you. Well, Gary and Shannon show. Brian's filling in for Gary and Shannon on KFI AM640. More stimulating talk. They are filling in for Bill Handel while Bill is healing, healing up. And they're doing a spectacular job. And the ultimatum, not the one from Prime Minister Theresa May to Vladimir Putin to uh, explain how a nerve gas that only exists in the former Soviet Union uh, made it to a park bench in Salisbury, Britain. Not that deadline. That's midnight. No, the um, the Stormy Daniels deadline has has, and I hesitate to say come and gone because someone might might take me wrong, but uh, it passed by without us even uh, noting it. I guess it was about an hour ago. Her attorney, uh, one Michael Avenatti, of Los Angeles, California. Are you there, Mike? Hey, let's get this dude on. I know. I understand it's going to be a busy day for him. But he's here in Los Angeles. Attorney Michael Avenatti uh, tweeted out uh, earlier today, quote, the president and Mr. Cohen, his personal attorney, have purposely ignored our settlement offer, thus doubling down on their efforts to muzzle Ms. Clifford and prevent her from telling the American people what happened. Time to buckle up. Hashtag Basta. And uh, Basta is Italian for time's up. And so Stormy Daniels, a.k.a. Uh, what's her name? Clifford. Uh, Stephanie Clifford? 
Yeah. And uh, the offer was this. We'll repay you the $130,000 if you tear up the NDA, the non-disclosure, non-disparagement agreement. And and I still haven't had – it's my understanding that, that uh, uh, when monies are exchanged – and you don't agree to return the money, or 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 or, or you know uh, to take it back in return. That the NDA is still in effect, and so because I, I I would say if that were not the case, then there would be a far different tweet going out. It would be tick tick tick. You know, he accepted our uh, our offer, or if if there, if there was a different deal, if you could just abrogate a, a non disclosure agreement, which is a it's a legal agreement, it's a contact a contract. If you could just do it, she would just be doing it. And there would be a bidding war going on right now, probably between Larry Flint and, uh, um, I I don't know, Mark Cuban. Just pulling that out. Or Oprah. That um, there would be a bidding war for tape, either video or audio tape. But uh, so anyway, that there you go. The deadline is coming, coming, gone, and uh, I'm not even sure if uh, Trump's personal attorney, Michael Cohen, is accompanying him on this uh, particular trip out here. Trump is here in Southern California, and it would probably be highly embarrassing to him if this stuff uh, was released. Like we were talking about yesterday, I, I don't know how much impact this would have in 2018. Um, if if you If you really were trying to hit the guy where he lived... You would be releasing this in the fall of 2019 after the Iowa caucuses and all that, because, you know, if the the people who voted for Trump, who are most likely to peel away because of the infidelity and the whole thing and the bimbos uh, would be uh, would be white uh, female voters in the Midwest who who are what put him over the top. I mean, everybody put him over the top, but those were. Those were voters who were supposed to vote for Hillary Clinton because she looked like them and she sounded like them, supposedly. But they went with a guy on his third wife, his second wife from a country that starts with slow. And so clearly it's going to take a lot more than, you know, banging a porn star to peel them away. But uh, so anyway, uh, that's a. so it's a far different uh, tweet. All, all he's saying is buckle up. So, yeah, Producer Nick, this guy, her attorney, is here in L.A. So uh, uh, Michael Avenatti. And like I say, I think he's probably, he's probably got bigger fish to fry. It's a, uh, it's a big day for, uh, for, for Trump here in Southern California. But I would imagine he'd be available for, for, uh, for uh, you know, a quick, uh, quick phoner. Because I'd like to know, well, what, what's next? If you're still bound by this agreement. And what are you even tweeting for? Uh, meanwhile, President Trump is down inspecting the wall, the wall prototypes uh, today, and it is a beauty contest. Um, he's gonna—he's not going to make the final decision. The final decision is going to be made by a committee of Border Patrol personnel, you know, field personnel and things like that. But he is, I, I believe, going to pr- preside over the uh, the bikini, the talent, and the questioning uh, period of the wall beauty contest. Making his first visit to California since taking office on Tuesday. That, that was badly written by, by uh, our friends, uh, Channel 7. President Donald Trump is making his first visit to California since taking office on Tuesday. There's no comma in there. So anyway, his first stop will be Otay Mesa in San Diego, which is where he's at right now. Trump is expected to see the eight prototypes for his proposed wall 
All eight models are between 18 to 30 feet high. By the way, Trump tweeted out earlier when he was in Air Force One, uh, he tweeted out a study, and this would be interesting for, uh, you know, for Gavin Newsom to maybe uh, uh, bounce off. But there's a there's a study that's out there that says that the border wall would be paid for in welfare savings. And if you if you know anything about the if you push back on the lie about that illegal aliens provide more, they make more than they take, then you understand that it is a net loss. That overall, it is a net loss, especially in in the case that that many of them don't pay any any income taxes uh, federally, but that ultimately the savings in welfare, you know, and can you imagine if you're an American citizen and you need public assistance, can you imagine what would happen if 11 million people more than half of whom are on public assistance if they were deported or they self-deported. So there's that. So, hey, hey, public money spenders here in California, did your eyes just pop out of your head? Think of all the services you could then afford that you can't afford now because people who shouldn't be in this country are, are sucking them up. We could finally have voicemail for the homeless and Pilates for the homeless and kale for the homeless, the whole thing. Um, we'll come back here in just a second, but you know what? Your chance to win $1,000 is coming up. Put a grand in your hand. Brought to you by Cunning Dental Bleeding Gums. Call Cunning Dental for a free exam. 888-640-SMILE. 888-640-SMILE. Keep listening. KFI AM640. More stimulating talk. Gary and Shannon Show. You were the rooftop in the top of my KFI AM640 more stimulating talk. And he is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. If you're looking to win some money, just listen up. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. And, of course, answer the phone if it's from a number you don't recognize. Your next chance to win is next hour. You have a chance to win $1,000 once an hour, 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, and Trump is at the, uh, the the wall prototype display right now. Fox has a, someone on the ground there, and we get some information. So we'll go back to that if there's anything live. Ryan Burrow for ABC News uh, is, is on the Austin bomb story. There, March 2nd, the first bomb killed a 39-year-old African-American man, Anthony House. Yesterday, there were two. One killed a 17-year-old boy. Another critically injured a 75-year-old woman. Uh, We're now 24 hours away from that. Uh, So, Ryan Burrow, they're being real tight, close to the vest on on the information about the bomb. Yeah, and to be honest with you, they're still at the scene. I'm actually at the scene of where the third bomb detonated. That was the 75-year-old Hispanic woman who was critically hurt. We're told her injuries are life-threatening, but she is listed as stable, uh, critical but stable condition. Maybe we'll get an update uh, in a press briefing they're going to have in about two hours here uh, on the conditions of of some of the people who are injured. Uh, But I have to tell you that, I mean, uh, even in just the the last hour being here, I mean, FBI agents continue to come and go, dozens of them. Uh, We've seen some go into the actual home itself uh, wearing white protective gear, hoods on, gloves on, boots on. Um, So obviously they are trying to uh, check everything they possibly can, uh, because at this point, we still don't have a suspect name. At least police have not revealed that yet, and they said they would as soon as they had one. And B, we don't have a motive in this case. So, 
And they're trying to find out, first of all, what the similarities are in all of these. And we just got some reporting from ABC News right now that uh, so far there are no known connections between any of these victims. Uh, they do believe that these bombs uh, have a certain type of sophistication to them. Uh, they were packed with nuts and bolts and other metal pieces uh, to generate shrapnel. Uh, there was some kind of switch, safe-to-arm switch, which enabled the bomber to move the device to the location without blowing himself or herself up and then setting it. And uh, they believe that, uh, uh, you know, that shows that, that this person, whoever it is or whoever it was, uh, maybe multiple people, uh, know and knew what they were doing. So they, they, they haven't revealed what the explosive was, but they have revealed that the three devices are similar enough that they believe they're they're uh, made by the same person. Exactly. And and they may not tell us what these bombs were completely composed of. No, they will not. You don't want copycats. You don't, and you, want, you don't want to disrupt the investigation because if you tell the public something, uh, well, you know, they hear something that they think, you know, that they can go do that or... So they, they they probably won't reveal a ton of that information. And so, but but so they were going back inside the victim's house, examining in protective gear. Even though the bomb, all three bombs never made it in the front door. Isn't that correct? Uh, well, I, I have to correct you on that. The second one, the one that was carried by the seventeen-year-old, was actually placed uh, in the kitchen before it exploded. It did kill the seventeen-year-old and wounded his forty-year-old mom. It made it in the house, but the others ex- were were detonated on the patio when the person picked them up or or as, whatever picked, as moved it. As far as we know, they detonated as soon as they were picked up or slightly nudged or moved. Um, and so uh, the and because I don't know Austin, uh, what's the proximity of these three? I mean, are they on different points of town or are, are in the same neighborhood? You know, they kind of they kind of hugged the southeast side of town. I, I'm not going to go as far as to say that uh, they were all in the same neighborhood. Uh, they're not blocks away from each other. They're miles away from each other. But that's another factor that they're trying to piece together as they try to figure out a motive. Why these locations? Was there something specific uh, that the topic had come up? Maybe these were racially biased. Uh, there was some kind of racial bias motivation. We know the first two victims were African-Americans, but the third was uh, a Latino woman. So um, they don't know. That's just one of the many different options that they're investigating right now. They don't want to go down a wormhole and not be able to come out of it. So they're trying to keep uh, as many options and opportunities as possible to investigate this. Uh, all right, Ryan Burroughs there in Austin. And uh, we'll, uh, if, if, if events warrant, if there's more stuff, we'll check back in with you. Sounds good. Take care. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, we're watching President Trump is uh, down there at the wall prototype uh, site with Border Patrol agents in uniform uh, and the uh, Homeland Security Secretary. I forgot her name. Uh, the uh, the um, blonde woman in her 40s with a with, oh. with the what is her oh, name? No. She's the one behind Trump. Well, she's the blonde woman in her 40s. Mm-hmm. What well, would you would, would you would you say late 30s? Am I being a, am I being anti hashtag me too? I'm saying I think she's in her mid forties, and it's a Nordic name. It's like Tollefsen or something. Kirsten Nielsen. Kirsten Nielsen. That's right. <laughs> Fresh off the boat from Norway, uh, and she's in the uh, Secretary of uh, Homeland Security. So this is her call, uh, her 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 committee, um, her named committee for of, of Border Patrol agents and ICE and other administrators. And but if you don't think for a second that Trump <clears throat> has the the tiebreaker vote on this and. Uh, 
So I, knowing what we know about Trump, he's literally making up his mind right now. Yeah, he's looking at some sketches. I, I'm assuming they're sketches in a book that. Uh... I mean, they might be cartoons. <laughs> they might be. I mean, and Mr. Mr. President, in this one, uh, the cat is the psychiatrist, and the dog is lying on the couch, and the dog is saying. No. Um, and so this again, this is not part of the decision making criteria. This is just the president publicly showing progress. This, by the way, again. Uh, this is going to be part of a campaign commercial. You, you're damn right this is going to be part of a campaign commercial. This is a phenomenal backdrop. You've got the eight prototype walls. You've got U.S. Border Patrol in uniform. See the guys in the background? See the dudes in the Stetsons? They're, that's mounted. That's, that, a, that's a woman. That's where? The, the one right on that horse directly behind. I said dudes. Oh, okay. Th- that's a general term. Like you dudes there in the news <laughs> in the newsroom. Uh, I can't see. What kind of screen? Who's paying for your computer screen? What the hell? Do you have 4K in there? No. Well, the the uh, the individuals, the highly professional individuals in the background are mounted. That's a Border Patrol mounted uh, deal back there. And that's that's a photo op. So you're, you're damn right that's going to be uh, in the camera. And they have no purpose to be there. This is not physically on the border. They're not like in the middle of a patrol and they rode up on the president or something like that. They moseyed up. Snuck up on him. This is at a site off the border. So the mounted patrol, the border patrol people were brought there specifically to provide that background. Yeah, it's kind of cool. You can mm. see some of the different prototypes, at least five right now. Yeah. And it's, and I mean, I got to say, I can't wait to see how BBC covers this because you got Trump in a suit and tie. And then in the background, you have United States border patrol officers mounted on horses with six shooters. That's the best. That is, the, you know what they need? Right about now, they need a bald eagle to land on the arm of one of those Border Patrol officers in a little, in like in a little green jumpsuit. Uh, we'll be back right after this. It is Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in. KFI AM six forty. More stimulating talk. Drain the swamp. We're going to drain the swamp of Washington. We're going to have fun doing it. We're all doing it together. Watch. KFI AM 640 more stimulating talk. It is the Gary and Shannon show. Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. Gary and Shannon are filling in for Bill Handel, who will be back as soon as he heals up his back. Um, and uh, Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. Everyone, that's how it works. Everyone moves to the left. Well, I guess I'm not moving to the left. Uh, anyway, so uh, that's why I'm in for Gary and Shannon. But the baby animal bracket is still up and running. And I urge you at Dark Secret Place, if you follow me on the Twitter machine, I urge you to give the baby pangolin uh, a, a serious consideration. I like this pangolin campaign you've got going. I, I mean, it's not going to work on me. I don't think they're cute, but Did you see the thing I, I posted no. about all the baby pangolins? Uh-uh. I, I just think you should. And I grant that, that hedgehogs are really cute when they're babies. And they they're, they stay cute when they're older, uh, by the way. So an eyewitness says that a few minutes after Air Force One landed, uh, Trump actually flew uh, via uh, an Osprey, a uh, vertical, you know, the airplane that takes off like a helicopter, for those of you that don't know. Uh, there's presidential Ospreys. We saw them all the time when Obama was here. Uh, and then uh, Trump flew, he osprayed down to the wall site, and uh, two Marine Corps Cobra helicopters uh, were with them at the time for, as, as escorts. So that's, that's interesting. And anyway, they're, 
physically still there down in San Diego. Can we take any of this? This is Swamp Watch. He is the president. He's down there judging the concrete beauty contest. This is, I believe, still the, the swimsuit phase. But what's Fox doing? Are they just giving us un, unnarrated uh, uh, audio? Oh, the anchor? Well, okay. <clears throat> All right. Well, I guess Blake is producing the show now. That's fine. It's a bit of a throw up there. I mean, toss up. I'm sorry. Not throw up. I didn't mean, I didn't mean, come on. I'm sorry. Just be nice. I'm trying to apologize. You know, I don't do that often. Okay. So anyway, Blake, sorry for vetoing my idea of going live a little bit with Fox and just getting some. But Trump is standing there in front of prototype, look, one, two, three, four, prototype four. They're all, I guess, the in the request for proposal, they're all, does that look like 20 feet? If Trump is scale, if Trump is 6'2", is are those thirty feet, or or twenty feet? Anyway, they're I think they're thirty feet. They're tall. Yeah. If he, if if we use and and you know the old joke, banana for scale. Um, uh, because someone once on <laughs> Craigslist, a lot of someone somebody once on Craigslist put up a picture of a big screen TV they were selling, and they were holding up a random grocery store banana, and they actually wrote banana for scale. So anyway, if Trump for scale, if Trump is six two, those are thirty foot walls, right? So th- those are pretty darn big. Uh, but anyway, he's at wall number four, and uh, he'll we'll take his Miramar remarks when he gets when he uh, gets back there. So the shakeup in the organization chart earlier today, Rex Tillerson, Secretary of State, is out. So uh, according to the Onion, that means that the last adult in the Trump administration is nicknamed Mad Dog, and so the nominated new Secretary of State is Mike Pompeo. He was the director of the CIA. Uh, his short list bio, he was a business guy after he got out of the Army. He was a West Pointer. And whenever you see that number one graduate at West Point, every Point Wester I know, and in, in my officer's artillery basic course in Fort Sill, I had 140 Point Westers who just got out of jail at West Point, plus 10 former NCOs like me and 10 Marines. So I got to know the Point Westers really well. To a man, they all said the same thing. The number one graduate be it Wesley Clark or whoever, was always a weasel because you have to maneuver and scheme to be the number one graduate. So they said never trust the number one graduate, whether it's David Petraeus or Wesley Clark. They did something to get there. So anyway, Mike, Mike Pompeo was the number one graduate, successful in business, and he was a Tea Party Republican, got elected to Congress out of Kansas. And then after President Trump, uh, uh, he, uh, Pompeo has a, a good – he's got a great mind on him, real smart guy, very, very sharp guy. Good foreign policy mind on him, and and probably will be a uh, a, a pretty good Secretary of State. Uh, he has good reviews from the CIA after only a year and a half. The nominated director of CIA is a career CIA employee, Gina Haspel. She entered the CIA in 1985, at the height of the Cold War, and so she has that notch in her belt, which many have criticized the CIA because uh, they're they're promoting uh, generations of people who have only fought the war on terror and don't recall that the war on terror has never, ever been an existential threat to the United States of America. It, it has been swatting at flies, but the real war was the Cold War, and that the Soviet Union may have changed its name and its letterhead and its Twitter handle, but that still exists. And so Gina Haspel comes from that school uh, and then on September 11, 2001, and in her case, prior to that, knowing full well that that the uh, the transnational terrorism threat was out there after the twin embassy bombings and the USS Cole, um, so knowing that uh, she hit 9/11 running, uh, and so one 
ghost in her past as, as she goes in front of the Senate for confirmation is what about the fact that she was in charge of one of the so-called black sites, uh, the one in Thailand, which if you know anything about how that program ran, that's the one that we called Cat's Eye. And it primarily was concerned with the terrorists that were rolled up in Indonesia uh, and and uh, the uh, 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 in, in East Asia. But also it was another place where some of the 9-11 guys were rendered. If they were rolled up in the Philippines or rolled up in Pakistan, they, they weren't taken to the black site, that one place in Poland. They were taken to Katsai in, in Thailand. And so torture was used there. In the case of one of the 9-11 suspects, Abu Zubaydah, he was waterboarded 93 times, uh, and he lost his left eye. He's at Gitmo right now. He's a bad guy, but he didn't have anything operational. So... Uh, the way it works is you have to convince Diane Feinstein. You have to get through uh, Diane Feinstein and you go into a room and only one of you come out. And she takes a bottle and she breaks it on a table and then she comes at you. And if you can defeat Diane Feinstein, you become the director of the CIA. I'm pretty sure that's how it runs. Um, uh, Gina Haspel is the first female to be nominated for this. But don't worry, DiFi already has your back. Uh, according to, and what's my source here, a National Security Co- Congressional Reporter for CNN, Jeremy Herb, he says, Senator Feinstein, who led the Senate Intel Torture Report, has kind words for Gina Haspel. She says, quote, Haspel, she says, quote, we've had a long personal talk. Everything I know is that she has been a good deputy director of the CIA, close quote. So she's in because uh, r- regardless of and what you're going to hear is that she supervised Cat's Eye when uh, waterboarding was going on, and then she destroyed some of the videotapes and other evidence. What The reason that Gina Haspel is well thought of in the CIA is because she was following lawful orders of a president of the United States. Speaking of a president of the United States, hang on. Uh, let's take some of this. He's talking. Trump is talking uh, there at the wall. So let's take uh, like one minute of this. This is life. These are the facts of life. That's incredible. That's incredible. And a part of San Diego needs a wall. They want a wall very desperately. They're willing to do anything to get it. I said, nope, approve the whole wall, California. Approve the whole wall. Not, we're not going to do your little pieces that you want. Approve the whole wall. You know the section I'm talking about. Okay, He's folks. holding up a picture. You get it? All right, so, he, so we can take it down now. He's holding up a picture that the Border Patrol provided of the border area, and I'll tell you more about it here in just a second. But the president is done. He's going to come back to Miramar. There will be remarks. Also, Neil Savitro will talk, talk to us about uh, what do you eat that goes good with uh, tear gas on Santa Monica Boulevard later on today. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. I usually make it through Saturday so. If I am six forty more stimulating talk, it is the Gary and Shannon show. Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. So, uh, bottom line, Gina Haspel will cruise through to be the director of the CIA, and within the agency, within within OGA, other government agency, she is very popular, and uh, it, it will be refreshing for them to get somebody who is a, a long time and operational person. Not a not a complete hack. So some sometimes it's great when the president doesn't have time to think about you know putting you know whatever Mark Cuban in there or something. So uh, the CIA is going to like that, and and that's been an agency that has been beaten down pretty hard for a couple of years. And uh, believe it or not, spies have feelings too. 
The uh, president just made some remarks there at the great concrete beauty contest, uh, the uh, the wall. And we're, when we get them, uh, we'll, we'll play them. We, we don't have them yet, but at, at the very end of his remarks, he went on a riff about California, not just about illegal aliens at the border or whatever. He went on a riff about livability, taxes, Jerry Brown, property, everything. And uh, so we'll get that for you. But here's a little bit of what he said about some of the wall prototypes that he was there to inspect. If you didn't have walls over here, you wouldn't even have a country. You wouldn't even have a country. And by the way, the state of California is begging us to build walls in certain areas. They don't tell you that. And we said, no, we won't do it until we build the whole wall. But there are certain areas, as you know, where they're really wanting us to build a wall. And because the people are complaining, people are pouring in. So, you know, they don't talk about that. Well, I do have a preference. The problem is you have to have see-through. You have to know what's on the other side of the wall. And, I mean, a preference is something like that. The problem is you don't know what's on the other side of the wall. Eh, why? I mean, why? I mean, there's no see-through hedges. I mean, I don't want to see what's in Tijuana. <laughs> I don't want to see what they do there. He had some uh, Border Patrol officer something up there to talk about that why would you want it to be see-through and the border patrol guy was like we had to cut holes in it so we could see what was coming because they would hide on the other side of it so we want to be able to see well okay remember Do you watch game of thrones yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm behind i'm only halfway through that last season what if they had like a white walker situation where they just sort of pile up on each other and make it over or mean, like like in world war z yeah, that, yes. would, that would be like yes. a 200 story tower of zombies. Or they could American uh, Ninja Warrior do, you know, do the work. I, I and, can, uh, I can just see, climb over. I can see transparent panels uh, happening, but that would that's going to raise the construction cost. Uh, it's going to raise the construction cost by three more Mexicos and probably three extend con- construction. It'll probably delay construction by like 30 Scaramucci's. So I. I don't know, uh, you know if he, he wants this thing built in only like 20 Scaramucci's for one Mexico. So you're suddenly. I don't even know what that means. A Scaramucci is 10 <laughs> calendar days. So, so he wants this done in 40 Scaramucci's for one Mexico. And so suddenly making it transparent, <clears throat> you've doubled it to two Mexicos and, and like 50 Scaramucci's. So, but. Uh, the uh, the deal is that they all look like they're 30 feet and uh, the whole thing, whatever. Border Patrol wants to see what's through there, I guess. But remember the catapult? Remember the the weed catapult? They they There's a model, and it's on the Internet. You can weld together uh, angle iron into a, a, a hanging catapult. And what they were doing a couple of years ago is uh, going up to the wall as it exists right now, and 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 hanging it on the wall, and then putting bales of marijuana, pulling it down with a spring-loaded marijuana catapult, and they were actually using the wall, and it was disposable; they could leave it behind, and they would sit there, and they would, and it was like it, it was like a trebuchet or a catapult. They would catapult weed over the wall, and it would fling it would fling the weed like like forty or fifty feet. But the point is, it would clear the wall and clear the roadway, and and, uh, and so Border Patrol was finding those uh, all over the place. So they want this one. <clears throat> on on the other side where, it, 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 you know, but if no one in Mexico is enforcing it, you're just going to get a taller ladder and go up there and put your marijuana catapult or start flinging babies over there. I don't know, or or, or pregnant women.
or build a staircase. And if you don't have those clear panels, you can't see the staircase yeah, is coming. I guess you know. I don't. If I'm the president of the United States, I'm going to defer to the subject matter experts. If I'm if I was a Manhattan real estate developer, I'm going to you know sit back and say, well, well, you guys are down here. What what do you want? If Border Patrol wants transparent panels, and I guess he put in transparent uh, panels. Uh, all right. When we come back, uh, the one thing about a border wall that uh, none of the illegal alien apologists like Gavin Newsom are telling you. Why it's humane. I'll tell you about that uh, in just a second. Trump is probably on his way back to Miramar, so we'll take his remarks live. And also, Niels Vidra will come in uh, next hour as well. It is for the Fork Reporter, I should say, in his role, in his guise as Fork Reporter. Brian's is filling in for Gary and Shannon on the Gary and Shannon Show, KFI AM640. More stimulating talk. Look, I don't mean to frustrate, but I always make the same mistakes. Yeah, always make the same mistakes, Christ. It is the Gary and Shannon show. Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. They're filling in for Bill Handel on the morning show. And can we, the president is, they're trying to get the president to his Osprey. Can we take these remarks on uh, Fox? Oh, no, never mind. He's walking away now. So he finally is uh, going to helo back, or Osprey, back to uh, Miramar Marine Corps Air Station. So we'll take those remarks when uh, he takes them. Also, Neil Savidra coming in a little later on. Gary and Shannon are filling in for Bill Handel on the Bill Handel show. And the second, the microsecond, the bill handle is healed up enough that he can come back to work. Uh, he will uh, be here. And, and I mean, just I guess to describe this, I, I mean, and I am uh, live streaming the video here at unsheepyourself.com. Granted, it, we're sitting down in, in this job. But if you have a bad back, you know, you can't even drive the car. You know, you have and you have a, a, a you know a hundred thousand dollar car with a massaging heated seat, and just driving to the doctor with a bad back is a is a very bad scene. <clears throat> uh, when I was a young man, very young, I had I blew out a disc in my lumbar vertebra, and uh, and I couldn't walk upright for like four days, and had to had to fly a puddle jumper plane back to an orthopedic hospital in Seattle, where I went to traction for a week. Uh, to make it right. It was terrible, terrible, but it healed. I sat, I was there for a week. It healed, and I was 22 years old. I've never had a problem with it uh, since, and I've, I've done some mess. Uh, so anyway, so anyway, when the president's back to Miramar, we'll take those remarks. So what, here's what he did say. As, as we went away, the president was talking about uh, the wall, that Californians want a wall, and then, of course, because he he has no filter. He began riffing on things that are wrong with California and things that Californians uh, have had it up to here with. Uh, and also, he, he takes his swipes at uh, Jerry Brown. Here's uh, Trump just from about five minutes ago. What do you say to uh, criticism from Governor Brown? Oh, oh, by the way, if you're wondering if, if more people are going to vote for him in 2020 in California than voted for him in 2016... He can just run this as a commercial. What do you say to uh, criticism from Governor Brown that some of this money might be better spent elsewhere? Well, I think Governor Brown's done a very poor job running California. They have the highest taxes in the United States. Uh, the place is totally out of control. You have sanctuary cities where you have criminals living in the sanctuary cities. And then the mayor of Oakland goes out and notifies when ICE is going in to pick them up. And many of them were criminals with criminal records and very dangerous people. You would say dangerous people. And, uh, no, I think the governor's doing a terrible job running the state of California. And, you know, hey, I have property in California, I will say. I don't 
think too much about my property anymore, but I have great property in California. The taxes are way, way out of whack. Ouch! And people are going to start to move pretty soon. And if you don't have safety, meaning if you don't have this kind of wall, the drugs are pouring through in California. Can't do it. So uh, the governor of California, nice guy. Whatever. He's a nice guy. I knew him a long time ago. Has not done the job. And the taxes are double and triple what they should be. Ouch. And everybody that lives in California, they know it. Thank you very much, everybody. No, no. Our Thank governor you. is having a permanent acid flashback, and his lieutenant governor is dangerously unstable, has very unstable ideas. And also, if you don't know this, Trump goes everywhere now uh, with uh, what, what he calls the urban chorus. And whenever he makes a great point, like the fact that we're overtaxed, they go, Yo! Yo! And Trump says, He! He, he, he! Thank you. So he's uh, on his way back to uh, to Miramar, and so we'll, we'll take this. So um, a couple of things. Here's here's a fun fact about the wall that's there now. D- never mind the Trump wall, the wall that went up over 10 years ago from the Pacific Ocean to the middle of Arizona. There used to be, and and don't don't believe me, uh, believe San Diego County and the other. I forget the other counties. <laughs> I'm so sorry. The other uh, border counties uh, across California, uh, but San Diego County and uh, is it Indio County? It doesn't, but regardless, the other border counties that go all the way to the Arizona border, uh, and then the Arizona counties that go uh, halfway across their border east of Nogales, they used to have every July and every August. Uh, each county had several dozen dead crossers, dead illegal aliens, dead in the desert. Remember, remember the whole putting water out in the desert thing, and they and they put the fence up, and what once was a yearly toll of dozens or hundreds from the Pacific Ocean to the middle of Arizona plummeted to virtually nothing. But the county just east of the last part of the improved fence that the Bush administration put up, their dead in the desert skyrocketed, which proved the point. So the the control was the U.S.-Mexican border without a fence, men, women, and children dying in the desert. Then you put up the fence, but not all the way, put it just in mid middle of Arizona, and suddenly deaths due to heat exposure plummet except for from the end of the fence on. And right there at the end of the fence in Arizona, in that county, they skyrocket. So when your your friends who are out there on Santa Monica Boulevard later on today, sucking in tear gas, tell you that it's inhumane, inhumane to put up a fence, point out that it's inhumane to not have a fence. Because illegal immigrants used to cross right through the open desert when they could. Now they they yeah they do come through crossing points they they get through and when they're not camouflaged as a chair or a seat or, or whatever but but uh, so so regardless there's a humane a humanitarian aspect to this no one in this White House is calling me and asking me about that but they should be making that point because that point by the way you make that point to Mexican citizens which is sorry you know for your own good this is like invisible fencing for your dog in 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 a way but uh, so so there's that. 
The uh, the president is uh, in the air now. When Neil Savita comes in, we'll do a fork report, but we might be taking the president's remarks. Then later on, um, how, how can you, the Trump-hating Angelino, how can you guarantee that you will be in a Donald Trump re-election commercial in 2019? Uh, I will tell you in just a second. It is Brian Suits filling in for the Gary and Shannon Show here on KFI. And you know what I want to do? I want to put a, I want to put a grand in your hand. Your chance to win $1,000 is coming up. Brought to you by Cunning Dental Bleeding Gums. Call Cunning Dental for a free exam. 888-640-SMILE. 888-640-SMILE. Keep listening. KFI AM640. More stimulating talk. Six forty more stimulating talk. It is the Gary and Shannon show. Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. Hey, who wants to win some money? Your shot at one thousand dollars now. Text the keyword "bank" to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's "bank" to two hundred two hundred. And rule number one, if a number comes in, you don't know what the heck that number is, answer it. It's probably us trying to give you a thousand bucks. So uh, pick that bad rascal up, won't you please? We're giving away a thousand dollars an hour between uh, 5 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday through Friday. Uh, I'm live streaming the show on YouTube at unsheepyourself.com. And if, uh, if, uh, if, if you're watching, you just saw the delight of me speaking German to somebody in Germany who's watching um, uh, KFI. Uh, stream from Germany. So uh, that happened. Well, uh, if if you're uh, just joining us, let me reiterate this. Trump, in some off-the-cuff remarks at Otay Mesa, where they're doing the, the wall prototype competition, they have them all set up there. Uh, he he riffed on uh, the wall, you know, the whole thing. He, he uh, said this about California and the wall. If you didn't have walls over here, you wouldn't even have a country. You wouldn't even have a country. He has a point. If you can't control who comes into your sovereign soil, you're not sovereign. You don't have a country. And then he um, he uh, takes his swipes at Jerry Brown and the the feckless administration of the state of California to a point now where I'm forgetting the names of the police officers who have been killed by Prop 47 people. Uh, and we still don't know the immigration status of the guy who killed the Pomona police officer. He His arraignment has been delayed to May, May 1st. He's been charged. He hasn't been arraigned yet. Uh, so anyway... Trump blast Jerry Brown. What do you say to uh, criticism from Governor Brown that some of this money might be better spent elsewhere? Well, I think Governor Brown's done a very poor job running California. They have the highest taxes in the United States. Uh, the place is totally out of control. Mm-hmm. You have sanctuary cities where you have criminals living in the sanctuary cities. And then the mayor of Oakland goes out and notifies when ICE is going in to pick them up. And many of them were criminals with criminal records and very dangerous people. You would say dangerous people. And, uh, no, I think the governor's doing a terrible job running the state of California. You know, hey, I have property in California. But he is, he is uh, supervising the construction of a over-budget high-speed rail train over the world's most active seismic fault. So he has that going for him. Um, so the, uh, the other issue that uh, uh, the president is going to deal with it comes, I think, in about two hours. And that would be the issue of Santa Monica Boulevard. We we got the word that uh, there is uh, a there are traffic control signs coming out of Santa Monica. That that the plan evidently is that he flies Air Force One from Miramar Marine Corps Air Station to Santa Monica Airport, and then and then was it Steve Gregory who said 
helicopters from Santa Monica Airport to a facility at the VA. Then he motorcades to the uh, still as of yet unknown place or residence where the dinner is going to happen. Now, the guy, Broidy, whoever, the the Republican National Vice Finance Chair who's sponsoring this, it's my understanding is not his house. Very, very well-heeled Republican uh, fundraiser, but evidently smart enough that he doesn't want this near his house. The Secret Service is assuming maximum crap show. The LAPD is assuming maximum crap show. And uh, like Sunset and, and Westwood and, and that whole area. And so my, my warning to all of you, as you're gearing up for today's festivities and you're going to speak truth to Trump and he's just going to see just how angry you are at Trump. The way to cross the line from cute little protester to extra in a Trump reelection commercial would be to lie down. Uh, in, in, in front of Trump's motorcade and think you're not going to get arrested and then sit there screaming police brutality or whatever it is you, uh, you want to uh, you, you want to scream. But try try that one. That always works. It works terrific. So this is going to be a Wilshire. I said Sunset. I meant, I meant uh, Wilshire. So he's going to land at the VA, I guess, or the, or the, uh, the VA on Wilshire on the west side of 405. I'm thinking. Um, there, there wouldn't really be a hell of a lot of point to to do it just from Santa Monica Airport to the VA on the on the pardon me on the west side of four or five and then have to go under on Wilshire. But but anyway, regardless, it's going to screw up traffic. How can it not? The rain's coming, but the um, the uh, the way to make it into a, a Trump reelection commercial is to number one, fly a Mexican flag. Take do do that one. Go go somewhere right now. Buy a Mexican flag. Wave that. You will be in a re-election commercial that will win the state of Iowa. Um, lie down in front of his uh, motorcade. Uh, hold up a sign saying Trump equals Hitler. Hold up a sign saying, uh, how about this one? I guarantee you'll be in a commercial if you, if you say Trump isn't wanted in California or get out of California. Uh, those are just the minimum things that you can do to be in a Trump re-election commercial. So, I mean, if, if you're going to screw up everyone else's traffic today and you're going to inhale tear gas or, or, or eat a pepper ball or whatever, then at least make it into a commercial. That's what I'm saying. If you're going to get out there anyway on Wilshire and you, you're, you think you're going to impede his motorcade, then make it worth your night in Men's Central Jail. Make it worth your detention or your ticket uh, or the that burning, tearing uh, – the irritation in your eyes so uh, we'll we'll see i just don't i just seeing the hate that is built up in california for trump and this is his first visit <clears throat> oh that by the here, here here's something i got the word from a, a man on the inside that uh, because the the secret service hasn't been forthright with a lot of details so a lot of this is going to be on the fly there are there are antifa people from the bay area that have been road marching, that have been hitchhiking and and road tripping down here since last night. That there's a huge contingent of of Berkeley Antifa who are down in in Westwood who want to make this a, a a spontaneous night of rage. So stand by. You, you think this is just going to be a normal presidential visit? We got spoiled. Eight years of Bush, eight years of Obama. This is not like a regular visit. Trump has made people crazy, crazy enough. 
to scrape together their pocket change and drive down to L.A. from Berkeley. So it's on. It, it is going to be on the second he lands in Santa Monica. We'll be back right after this. Brian Suit filling in for the Gary and Shannon Show. They're filling in ably for Bill Handel. KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. Let me teach you how to eat. Let me teach you how to eat. Stimulating talk. It is Gary and Shannon show. Gary and Shannon filling in for Bill Handel. Ably doing in all the right places. Filling filling in hard. But their baby animal bracket is up. USC did make this bracket. Uh, but the baby Trojan is not doing nearly as well as baby Pangolin. So the baby animal bracket is up. Neil Speeder of the Fork Reporter joins us. And if we may divert, did you enter last year in the baby animal bracket? Did you nominate? I did not, but I'm, I am... Uh... I'm kind of set to do it this year because I'm with you. What? Pangolin is uh, it's cute. Give it a shot, folks. Look up pangolin. P a n g o l i n. I'm sorry that it has hard, scaly exterior, Monica Rex. Not all cute animals are soft and yeah. fuzzy. I'd love a little pangolin. Uh, all right. Well, so uh, do you want to start with tomorrow or do or because or, tomorrow is wow. I say it. You, you, you want us to start with tomorrow? Pi Day. <laughs> hey, geeks. Tomorrow is 314. Pi Day. Get it? Let's start with corned beef because we can talk about booze. <laughs> um, like, St. Patrick's You edit yourself up. live on the air. Y'all yeah. screw it. Screw pie, pie Day. No one eats pie, as it turns out. Uh, well, so uh, St. Patrick, St. Patrick's Day is Saturday? Yeah, it's 17th. Yay. Um, Every I, year. But I'm in mourning this year. You're gonna to have to sell you. You can you can take this conversation, but you know why I'm in mourning because the best place in Los Angeles to celebrate St. Patrick's Day just closed. Just closed. Wait, wait, wait. F. Wait. Which place? Tom Bergen's. Well, it, it, it's not the first time it's closed. I know, I know, but this time it looks like it's gonna be for a while. Yeah, it it's it's had some shaky ground. Yeah, but, but it was it, a great St. Patrick's. They opened up at. 5 a.m. It was massive. They shut down parts of the street. On Fairfax. It would shut Fairfax down with drunkards. What a cool... It's a, it's a shame. There is no reason that should not be... A that, premier place. Yeah. That, that you, it was gorgeous. The food was uh, excellent. It's a great place to, to tip a glass. Great American. But, West Coast American Irish place. Plus, you can pee where Cary Grant peed. Yeah. Bottom line. Well, there's there's... Couple of places you could probably pee where Cary Grant peed. The uh, but yeah, it, one of those things. Un, it, unfortunately, that that L A kills its yeah, own. We're yeah. shorting an Irish bar, but um, but uh, you don't need an Irish bar to have fun on St. Patrick's Day. No, I'm I, actually I don't like to go out much on St. Patty's Day. Well, you're now you got a kid. Now you're seeing. Yeah, uh, but it's kind. Of, I, I'm not really big on any of the kind of uh, amateur hour days where everybody goes out and. Causes havoc. I, I, that's the old trope is is St. Patrick's Day is for amateurs, and I agree with that. And that's why Tom Bergen was so professional that 180 days from St. Patrick's Day, they did Half Patrick's Day. <laughs> that's why, why that place is cool. If you knew what Half Patrick's Day was, you know, a year, half a year away from St. Patrick's Day, we would have Half Patrick's Day. There, it, there are a lot of great places to hang out uh, in L.A. for your St. Patty's Day fair, for uh, the food for good booze, whiskeys obviously are going to be uh, uh, probably nudging out beer this year because there's a lot of places that are doing specials on whiskey yeah. and whatnot. But 
it really is. It's just everybody and their sister is out, and that's not always fun. Um, well, so, um, yeah, and you know what? I am, for St. Patrick's Day, I'm more about the liquid than the solid. But for people who eat on that day, why? why you don't is, eat at all? You just drink the whole time? No, no you start with a good base, uh, a good a good a greasy base of omelet or whatever. <laughs> Something that's going to absorb yeah. all the alcohol. Yeah. But and then by, you know, just by chance, you happen, if you are in an Irish place to serve corned beef. Are you a, a fan of the corned beef? I do, and that's the thing. I eat, I eat it all year long. I love pastrami and corned beef. I love the corned beef. They're they're damn near the same thing. Yeah, uh, slightly different cut of meat. Although you can use a brisket for both. the The pastrami comes from a fattier part right by the tummy, and is but, made by mobsters. Whereas corned beef is made by people who <laughs> blow you up and fight at wakes, fight at funerals. No, I think Am that, I just dealing in stereotypes? Those stereotypes notwithstanding, I sir. apologize to the entire Italian American and Irish American. Uh, but the strange thing is, is that they are very simple. You're both dealing with corning or preserving with salt and a brine with both of them, but one ends up being boiled and one ends up being smoked. And that, yeah, that's the weird thing. I mean, corn, corned beef. I know you would never. Only the British boil meat, but corned beef is boiled. Well, you can boil. People boil chickens. There's I mean, no I grew gr- up with boiled grill marks chickens. On it. Yeah, there's fools bo- boil chickens. Yeah. <laughs> Mexicans boil chicken. Also, <laughs> you have thirty seconds in boiling water to to pluck the thing. That that I learned. Yeah, the, but boil, the hard way. You know, boiled chicken actually is pretty tasty. It comes apart and you salt it, and oh, good stuff. I just no. I need I need direct heat. Yeah, I know. And there's the you know what it is, Brian. You know what I'm going to say here. Are you going to say the Maillard reaction? <laughs> the Maillard reaction. Oh wait, wait. Let me hang. Say it again. Say it again. The Maillard reaction. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's what causes you fascinate me. Tell me more. What on earth would that be? <laughs> that's that's brown food, man. Brown food is good food. Would have more kid reaction. Yo, yo, and and that's why. Uh, so yes. why not take corned beef out when it's done and slip it in the broiler for five well, you minutes? You can braise it. I like it braised. And yeah. if you braise it, you're going to get uh, that direct heat on it as well as the the wet element of the braising liquid. Uh, and I like that. I think that's the way to go. What honestly. do you think of the all-in-one kits? Like, I, I'm, I ain't naming names. I'm not endorsing. But Costco has an all-in-one kit. It's got the spices, yeah, it's the, great. The, the the brisket, the whole thing. I think they're great. There's a lot. There's chefs that make them as well. I think. Uh, the, you're not going to tell me to micro-curate and go no, to a special no. butcher and get the brisket. No. and you, you, you can do all that. But really, if you want something... Authentic. You're t- you're talking about taking a tough piece of meat and making it tender yeah. by brining it, and you can buy pre-brined, and I recommend that so you don't have to go with three days having a brine and all of that. Uh, corning comes from the process of corning is, uh, you know, you ever hear someone say they have corns on their feet? Mm. Yeah. Well, that, it just means like a little, uh, you know, like a little grain. Um, and so when you're corning, it's actually the grain – you're calling it corn because of the grain of salt is a corn. Yeah. And you're oh, just – Oh, really? So, yeah. So that's a, that's why it's corned beef. You're cor- yeah. The corning is the salting process. It means something totally different up at Folsom. Yes. Cor- corning, so, corning does mean something. Yeah. And so – When you're doing a nickel upstate at a four-yard, completely different, yes. And, you know, here's the uh, the, the a very well-kept se- secret about St. Patrick's Day – if the Irish could afford a better cut of meat, they would buy it. They, they're not choosing 
to do this. That's what you do with, with tough meat. You've got to boil it for days. But the weird thing was the Irish tie to corned beef comes later, comes here in the States, didn't come from Ireland. The old country. Yeah, it didn't come because they, they couldn't afford it. It wasn't. It was something that uh, kind of was devised here in the states, and it's kind of been attached to it now. But it wasn't like this big. And then the cabbage and the potatoes and whatnot was added here by Irish Americans, but it wasn't something like in Ireland where they're running out to have corned beef, cabbage uh, we'll on the seventeenth. We'll take a break. We'll uh, we'll get into Pie Day, which is going to be tomorrow, and uh, when now I want pastrami. I'm, yeah, I, I know. Uh, I just drive. I just have it. You go to a deli and then just drive it. And as you're driving, roll it up into little doobies, into pastrami doobies. What, a little pastrami and, uh, spliff. Some just a strip of mustard in the middle, uh, or mozzarella, and roll that up. And you got your uh, you your, light your pastrami spliff. You, a yeah, blunt. You get it. So, a big big fatty. Back in a second is uh, Gary and Shannon Bryanston filling in. They are filling in for Bula Hannon and uh, Neil Savita of the Fork Reporter. Will tell us all about tomorrow, which is Pie Day, geeks. KFI AM 640, or stimulating talk. So good live, live. KFI I'm AM 640, more stimulating talk. It's Gary and Shannon show. Gary and Shannon filling in for Bill Handel. Uh, they'll be back there tomorrow. I'll be back here tomorrow at 10 a.m. And uh, the president is going to speak at Miramar Marine Corps Air Station. And then a lot of idiots will be arrested on, on Wilshire in a couple hours. But here's someone who's not an idiot. Well, anyway, here's someone who won't be arrested. For that, because well, the charges won't knows. stick. Uh, tomorrow's pie by Neil Savita with the Fork Reporter. Tomorrow is... Why do you think people are going to get arrested today? March 4th, because they're going to lie in front of Trump's motorcade to show him that he's a racist, sexist, misogynist bastard. And the only point they're going to make is that they're going to make it into a Trump re-election commercial. So if you want that, you can have that. But uh, it comes with free eye irritation through tear gas. You said earlier that I was going to be on and I was going to give tips on what to eat, what to pair with tear gas. Yeah. Mo- uh, uh, often milk. pepper spray is made with capsaicin. Oleosporin capsicum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you want to use chips. What kind of chips? Uh, uh, tortilla chips. Oh, I see. I get yeah. it. Yeah, to dip in your yeah. liberal tears. <laughs> Uh, yeah, our whole milk is what you want there. Yeah, and you also, want the dairy to... to if LAPD, help. if they whip out the mahogany shampoo, I have no answer for you. <laughs> if you don't comply <laughs> okay. with their legal, lawful orders, they will whip out the mahogany shampoo, and then you'll be crying. It, rinse and repeat. <clears throat> well, actually, they're, the PR24 now is mostly aluminum. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, so tomorrow, March 14th, 3.14. uh huh, 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 huh. Get it? It's yeah. pie day. Pie. There are multiple days that celebrate pie, the actual eating thing uh, in L.A. But pie day is one of those geek days where people go, <laughs> get it? It's sort of like Star Wars Day, May May the 4th. May 4th. Yeah. yeah. May the 4th be with you. Um, it's like somebody from uh, Barcelona yeah. saying it. May the 4th Martha be with you. So anyway, do, do you buy them or do you make them? Well, you I don't can't... eat pie. I just don't. You don't? I don't do desserts. I don't do sugar. I just don't. You don't do any The English, desserts? i got to say, even though most English cuisine and Scottish cuisine is based on a dare from So I Married Next Murder, meat pies are delicious. I love meat pies. Yeah, meat pies are Terrific. Those I'll eat. There's a Balkan pie called a burek. If anyone knows where to get a burek in L.A., I will drive there and get it tomorrow. That will be the pie I will eat. A meat pies are terrific. So what are you talking about? Mango? Okay. <laughs> 
I'm not eating a mango pie. But I, you don't eat any sweet pies at all? Not just, a meringue? Just, no, I don't have that. I I think it was blown What's, out of me in, in, in 2005. I think somebody a mortar blasted my sugar desire out of me. I just haven't had sugar in 10 years. You don't – there's never a – I'm trying to think. Any time I've eaten with you, it's always been starches and booze. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So never – well, starches become sugar. Yeah, but I don't taste it because I just don't have a sweet tooth. That's weird. Never any dessert? So Never a piece of candy? If Martians land and say, Fork Reporter, take us to your pie, what pie would you take them to? Actually, some of my favorite pies, there's uh, uh, a vegan pie, strangely enough, a vegan frozen pie that's delicious at uh, uh, Magpies in Silver Lake and in the Valley. They have a location. Is it savory? Yeah. Because it would it, have to be to be well, vegan. Well, no, it's not It's not savory. It's uh, it, it, it's um, It's sweet. But it, the way it's made uh, is with an ice cream, uh, their ice cream, their vegan ice cream is insane. And it's... Uh, it's not actual cream. No. Uh, the cow's not walking around wanting to hold that stuff in its udders. It wants to be milked. It says you. I, I'm not going to argue it with you. And but so that the is, crust that really is, tricky. is vegan, but the also, whole thing? Yeah, everything. But, is a, it, but it's really terrific. I'm not... A, look at me. I'm not a vegan. I'm just oh, saying. I know, I know. Good is good. But you're sounding Mark Thompson-like. No, I'm not... <laughs> Well, you know what? I, I, tried, wish. I tried, hey. to give, tried to give him eggs. I said, you understand, the chicken, I can't stop the chicken from laying the eggs. It wants to give Wait us a those second. eggs. You, you tried to give eggs. eggs to a vegan? Yeah, I don't get that objection. So Most vegans won't eat, like, uh, honey. I know he retched. He threw up. Just a suggestion. So uh, Another great place for uh, pies, by the way, is Cake Monkey, strangely enough. Where, where's that? Uh, they Sounds uh, delicious. Beverly, I think. They're on Beverly, but uh, no, Cake Monkey, they make great sweets, but their pies are fantastic as well. And also, I should point out that this is also inclusive of pizza, and, and you hipped me onto something that California Pizza Kitchen now has for people like me doing the the uh, the uh, high-protein, low-carb uh, Atkins thing, that they have a Atkins-compliant crust. I did not know that. Yeah, they, they rolled that <clears throat> out uh, everywhere uh, not too long ago, and so you can get the you know cauliflower crust. Because dough, flour, and gluten, and all that—that's a no-no on the Atkins diet. But I want that texture, and I want—I want the the ergonomics of a pizza. Cauliflower is the way to go. That that you know, my brother uh, called me on the same thing, keto diet, and called me the other day and asked me about making a pizza crust with cauliflower. The key is going to be you're going to parboil it. You want to squeeze the hell out of it. Get all the water out of it. Before you add your binders, which is usually going to be eggs. Uh, so it's never going to go like through that. a dry phase. It's almost like you've already got wet dough. Yeah. So you're going to want to get that, get all the, the water you can, the moisture out of that. And then it's going to be, you're going to get more of that crust uh, texture. But man, it's pretty damn good. You can do some great stuff with uh, cauliflower. So you're saying final answer, if someone says you only get one pie, you would do that vegan pie from where? Magpies. It really is terrific. And there's a. Partic- what, what, what flavor is it? What the hell flavor? Uh, I think they call it their crack pie, but it's. Uh, and it's not crack. Uh, it is a corned, uh, corned sweet almond, I think is what they call it. So it, um, sort of uh, like a. Uh, what's it? Tastes, almond paste? You know what it tastes like? It tastes like the, the milk at the bottom of a bowl of. Uh, frosted flakes. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. So that's what it tastes like. So magpies. Uh, All right. Neil Savita, the Fork Report.
Uh, tomorrow is Pi Day, 3.14 dorks. So uh, I'll be back tomorrow for Gary and Shannon here at 10 a.m. They'll be in for Bill Handel at uh, 6 a.m. Uh, John Canner up next, KFI AM 640. More, don't get arrested, more stimulating talk radio. Well, that's all the time we have. Join us next time on Gary and Shannon. Get a credit card that gives you what you need now, a low interest rate on everyday purchases, and place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest interest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed, and together they can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCU. Anyway.